Hello guys, this is Kai and you are listening to Uchiha's Pada and today we are going to talk about the anime that is Attack on Titan and today we have our guest and my friend Shayun Dotto. Uh, well, uh, thanks my friend Kai has just introduced me right now and uh, today we are going to talk about AOT, yes, uh, Today we are going to talk about Attack on Titan, Shingeki no Kyoji, and I guess today's discussion gonna be very interesting. So uh, I know my friend gonna shower questions on me. So without further ado, let's begin. Kai, start with your first question. Sion, my first question is: What makes this show special than others? So there are many that can make a particular anime special and same goes for AOT. AOT is also special for many particular reasons of it and not only the particular reasons but these reasons are literally unique which makes an anime very much unique and I personally feel that uh, an anime which deserves to be dope deserves some dope reasons for it. So here I goes. I'm going to explain three of my viewpoints why I think that AOT is special among other animes. So uh, here I go. So first one, first point with this is that it's an ambitious work from a minor magazine. Now Attack on Titan is a serialized in Besatsu Shonen magazine, a monthly manga magazine for boys that was established in 2009 as a spin-off of Weekly Shonen magazine. Weekly Shonen magazine has been published since 1959 and has serialized many popular manga such as Ashita no Joey, a boxing manga masterpiece which captivated fans between 60s and 70s, Kindaichi Case Files, a popular detective story manga in 90s which was adapted into TV drama series and great teacher Onizuka, a story of unconventional teacher in the 90s. Recently, it has been serializing popular fantasy manga like Fairy Tale. It is regarded as a rival to Shonen Jump, the home of Dragon Ball, One Piece and Naruto. However, weekly Shonen manga is just as mature. They publish weekly in Japan, Jump Magazine, Sunday and Champion. So, specifically talking about Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan started its serialization in very first issue of Besatsu Shonen magazine. Talk about a good luck. Since the explosive popularity of the little help, the magazine become known by the masses. I mean, better to say, a huge amount of masses. Since the Besatsu Shonin magazine was minor and didn't have a long history compared to Weekly Shonin magazine and Weekly Shonin Jump, it was possible to try out extreme and grotesque depictions which some people may find disturbing, like the scenes of titans eating humans alive and many more weird scenes. So, uh, coming to the second point of mine is basically a lack of drawing skill contributed to the creepiness. Now, that's a very peculiar thing to say about 
One of the strong points of Attack on Titan is the lack of drawing skill that was found at the beginning of the serialization. In the theory, the manga with skillful and beautiful pictures are more likely to become popular, especially when it comes to action fantasy manga. Attack on Titan, however, had pictures that weren't stabilized and sometimes it was like difficult to distinguish the characters. I know it sounds contradictory, but the author's drawing skills made the titans much creepier and the readers were fascinated at that unnerving world he created. Titans have the same body shape as humans, but also have an eerie strangeness. Their uncanny nature is apparently distinct in his early pictures. Hajime Ishayama, the creator of the original manga, has super expressive skills and his pictures made it possible to depict the title's unique sensation of tension and heat. The quality of its anime adaptation is exactly excellent. If you haven't read its original manga, you might be surprised at the difference between them. Now... That's what I personally think about its animation and its manga depiction of the titans. So coming to my final point is basically well thought out storyline. Now the best thing about Attack on Titan is definitely its story. Readers can't take their eyes off its unpredictable and thrilling narrative. I can't tell you every detail here as I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't watched the first season bear this in mind however something disastrous happens to Eren within the first few episodes of the first season and then grave secrets are gradually revealed in its second season another dreadful secret will be exposed fans of the original manga have been excitedly waiting for how this development will depict it or better to say how the anime will so- show this situation. The well thought out plot proves Sasayama's statement that he plans far ahead when he creates a storyline. The mystery about the real identity of the Titan, why they devour humans and the secret behind the protagonist, Eren. Such mysteries create the area of the mysterious and the fascinated environment of Attack on Titan. and. That what I personally think leads to the story in its depth. And that's the reason I feel Attack on Titan is literally a very special anime in my opinion. Now coming down to the next question. What are your top 7 characters in this anime according to you? So before I say something about those uh, top 7 characters, I personally feel I need to discuss a little bit of my personal feeling how I feel why Attack on Titan is special. I mean, as I said before, I want to give a little bit more light on that from some more points I feel need to be kept in front of my audience is that uh, Attack on Titan has definitely created a permanent place in the heart of otaku definitely i have already mentioned that but i personally feel that starting from its characterization sudden plot twists enormous amount of suspense and especially situations with bone chilling animations the most mentionable fact is that the matured content of this anime which basically is completely of different level plus the depth of the story which makes its audience to dig more hard to know the secrets of the walls 
So there are many aspects which can make an anime special and all of them are present in AOT. That's what I personally feel. Uh, it may also set to be the Game of Thrones in the anime. That's what I think because many of the things are similar with the Game of Thrones uh, just from my viewpoint. Therefore, that's I personally feel that this anime deserves to have a special place in the anime world. And uh, without further ado, let's begin with our top 7 characters of AOT. So, starting with number 7, which is Rhaenyra Braun. Now, Rhaenyra is a very important character. is a very interesting character as well. So, Rhaenyra is the one... Uh, starting about the introduction of this character, Ryanair is the one who is the host of Armored Titan. Now, people who haven't watched season 2, for them, it's a spoiler. But people who have watched, you can enjoy. So, Ryanair is the one I previously felt that this guy is a very good elder brotherly figure to Aaron and many others. But later, suddenly I have seen the betrayal situation when he suddenly said that, yeah, Aaron, I am the armor title, and here Bretherot is the colossal titan. I mean, that's the situation when I literally thought that seriously, man, come on, man, they're saying this so easily, seriously. That was the situation of the anime franchise. I mean, whole anime franchise witnessed it that this is the saddest betrayal in the anime world. What that's what I personally feel. So many other shades this character Ryanair had. Ryanair is also a soldier of Marley and also doing his duty towards them and also being a soldier behind the wall so he was neither a very bad character neither a very good character so if you hate that character don't hate it or if you love that character too much love is also not necessary for him. Coming to number 6 is Zeki Jaeger, the Beast Titan. Now, Zeki Jaeger is a very interesting character, the first son of Grisha Jaeger, Eren's father, and a half-brother of Eren. Now, Grisha Jaeger has a very interesting titan form, Beast Titan. Now, Beast Titan is said to have a very good aim and also have agile hands. The powers of Beast Titans are literally very much stronger compared to any other Titan. Beast Titan is completely like a something looking like a King Kong creature. I mean, somewhat like a huge ape body. And that's the reason we call that the Beast Titan. J.K. Jaeger is the one who betrayed his parents and also joined the Malayan government. And literally now, maybe he's working for them. So, I think ZK Jaeger has also a character development and has a depth of the character. That's the reason I kept this character in number 6. So, coming to number 5, this is one of my favorite. Uh, this is one of my favorite, is Armin. Now, people may think that why I kept Armin in the list. The biggest thing I want to say that Armin deserves to be in the list. This guy is not only a good leader, but a very good strategist. I mean, you have seen... Erwin Smith, he was a very great leader and the commander of the scout regiment. Now, Armin is basically the person 
who is literally ready to descend this guy is literally ready to take uh, the command of the complete scout regiment because if you remember some of the biggest decisions and plan making and strategy are plotted by Armin I mean taking down the colossal titan and maybe in some um, major portions to knock down the armored titan Armin was the one who was in charge of that situation and was literally making plans for that and his plans was even successful from many aspects Armin may be a little bit shy person Armin is a person who don't talk too much may fear many things and have a tendency of traumatizing himself so maybe there were some disadvantages in Armin but we must not forget because of the disadvantages there are also certain advantages which makes Armin to be a very great character I personally feel that and uh, that's the reason I like Armin because of his leadership qualities his consequence analysis his execution power his planning techniques are literally awesome so coming to number fourth uh, number fourth is yeah definitely the badass girl Mikasa Ackerman now Mikasa Ackerman. What can I talk about this girl? This girl is literally the badass girl in the class. Now, this girl is literally ready to take down two or three titans with ease. No problem for her. She never talks too much. She never laughs too much. She is serious, always concentrated towards her duty, always protecting Eren, always responsible in Aaron's life and literally this girl is the one who loves Aaron in a true manner so see uh, according to me what I feel that Mikasa has many shades in her character like starting from a soldier she is a patriotic person she loves her nation she loves to kill titans she loves Aaron and this love is the most purest love in the uh, world because she thinks that Erin changed her life and exactly that what happened Erin taught her to live in an open manner to live life to its fullest so that's the reason Mikasa uh, learned many things from Erin and that's the reason Mikasa loves Erin so much so I guess we may see some more character development between Erin and Mikasa and I would love to see that so moving on number three is the father of Erin Yeager none other than Grisha Jaeger, the holder of Attack Titan. Now, uh, talking about Grisha Jaeger's version of Attack Titan, now, Grisha Jaeger's Attack Titan was really way more badass than Eren's version of Attack Titan. If you see, Grisha's Attack Titan consisted a beard. Not only beard, but Eren's Attack Titan was without beard, and more or less, Eren's version of Attack Titan was like a crocodile jawed Titan, whereas uh, Grisha's version of Attack Titan was more like human and more like a badass cowboy version of a Titan, consisting beard, hairs on the chest, with a muscular figure, and with a very bulky body. I mean, that's how should be a fighting Titan should be. I mean. I like Grisha Jaeger for many other aspects as well. His character is the one that he was the one who was protecting Eldian, his patriotism towards Eldian's, uh, Eldian nations and his devotion towards his own nation and kingdom. And that's the reason he wants to make Eldians completely independent from the Malian government corruptions. And 
these are the reason I li uh, like this character so much. This character has too many shades in its characterization. Grisha is basically not only a uh, father, he is also the leader of the revolutionary uh, corps or the revolutionary group uh, in which people were engaged in undertaking missions to free Eldians from the tortures of Marlian government and that's the reason I like this character so much so moving on number two now uh, before number two I must say many people may get offended but firstly let me tell you don't get offended this is just my personal viewpoint from analyzing everything in a logical terms I say the number second position goes to Aaron Yeager. Now people may be saying why I kept the main protagonist in the second position. Who is in the first position? <laughs> now that's the suspense. I'm going to tell you that. But before that, Aaron Yeager is definitely a very good main protagonist as every protagonist has this guy's motivational too. Motivationally triggered too. This guy uh, also never gives up. This guy also tries to save people he loved too much and that's the reason I like Eren. Eren is the guy, he's like Tanjiro. He never gives up in the situation when it comes to sacrifices his own life. He is also ready to sacrifice his own life if it, if it comes to defeat Titan and save his own nation. And this is patriotic. This is what a soldier should do. And not only that, uh, Eren's biggest portion I liked it is his suicidal nature. He is literally ready to suicide and give his life if it's necessary. He is never afraid of dying. You see, many people are afraid of dying. People fear the death. This guy don't fear the death. This guy feels if my death is worthy enough to make my country free, if my death is worthy enough to make my nation free, then definitely my death deserves to be very much important than living like a dog. This guy feels that dying like a lion is much better than living like a dog. So that's the best thing I like Eren. Maybe I have not seen what Eren will be going through later in the mangas because I'm not completely up to date with the manga but I'm near the up to date version but on that basis I'm saying I like the character of Eren so much and that's the reason he is met the main protagonist. He's met the main protagonist. Maybe he changed his characterization later, but the pure Eren is the one I like so much. And that's the reason I kept him on the second position. Now coming from for the number one position. The number one position goes to none other than many people have already guessed it, I know. Uh, so for them, yeah, you are right. It's Levi Ackerman. The most badass soldier, the most fearless soldier, and better to say, according to Rainier, the most dangerous soldier in the scout regiment. If you remember Rainier warning Zeki Jaeger that beware from only one person. You can take down every scouters right there in that scouter regiment, but if you mess up with this guy, Levi Ackerman, you literally gonna get your ass whooped. So, Better you stay away from this guy because this guy is the one who can make you directly contact with your death. So Levi Ackerman is a total badass character. There are literally 
thousands of shades in this character. If you say this character has many aspects, this guy is seen sadness, this guy is seen sacrifice, this guy lost many of his friends, this guy lost himself many times, this guy lost his own teacher, this guy literally lost everything, but still this guy didn't turn evil. This guy thought that, yes, my duties never changes even if I lose everything. I have to do my duty, the responsibility is for which I am living for. And for that, if my life is necessary to be given, I will give also that. So that's the reason I like this character so much. This, guy, this character not only has the badass aspect, this guy character has that super... I mean, better to say this guy is so strong. Not only from his physical attributes, his agile body, but also from the mental attribute. This guy makes proper decisions. This guy is very clever. This guy is a very good strategist as well. And that's the reason I like Levi Ackerman so much. Because this guy deserves this love. So, these were my top 7 rankings. Hope you people liked. And I guess my friend Kayo is also like this. So... Okay, let's move to the next question, Kai. Now, the next question is, which are your top three favorite Attack on Titan openings till now? Uh, that's a very good question, Kai. Yeah, I was thinking about discussing a little bit about which three are my top favorite openings in AOT. So, I'm not going to discuss too much about, the, about these, but only want to say these are my personal viewpoint. I like them. Without any reason. <laughs> so, starting with number 3, number 3rd position from my viewpoint goes to Shoukeito Shikabane no Michi. I mean, the opening of Season 3, Part 2. Number 2 position, or the 2nd position, goes to Shinzo wo Sasegayo. Yeah, you are right. That's Season 2 opening, and many people kept it in number 2. Uh, and many people kept it in number one for many people this is the best opening but for me this comes in the secondary portion because the first position from my viewpoint goes to Guen no Yumiya I mean this is the most iconic opening what I feel for the Attack on Titan and that was, that is and that will be from my viewpoint and why not. This opening got that hype, this opening got the patriotism feeling, this opening shown the creepy things and basically introducing all the creepy things that you are going to witness all creepy and all brutal things in this show. So. You should better buckle up. <laughs> so that's the reason I like this uh, opening so much. Kue no Yumiya is the season one's first opening. And one of my favorite, or better to say in Attack on Titan, this is the most favorite opening I like so much. And now, why do you feel that Attack on Titan storyline is a deep? And it means something more than just in a story. So what are your thoughts? Now... That's a very good question, Kai. Now, you're talking about why Attack on Titan is so deep. Yeah, definitely Attack on Titan is a very deep anime. If you don't read manga properly and 
completely relying on that animation thing or the serializing thing, you are not going to get the real thing. Or maybe sometimes you misunderstand many con concepts. Because Attack on Titan got many secrets. This is the anime I call the Game of Thrones in the anime franchise for a reason, definitely. And the reason is because the depth of the story itself. It has many secrets. The secrets of the wall, why the government is hiding from the citizens it and what is in the basement and many other things now even in the name the symbolizing behind attack on titan now attack on titan can feel like a gratuitously violent anime about eating monster terrorizing humanity however there's a lot more to the series than what can be gleaned from a casual viewing Online fans have put their heads together to collectively interpret symbolism in Attack on Titan, ranging from the meaning behind military emblems to Eren's deep connection with Tarot card or the Hermit, etc. Like the symbolism in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, the attention to detail is surprisingly meticulous and nonsense. Therefore, many of the characters represent responses to trauma. When characters like Armin, when you break it down, life in the world of Attack on Titan is terrifying. Within the walls, there are many safety sense literally going to be of no use. Because when the Titans attack you, what do you want to do? The walls are not going to protect you. The walls are not only things which gonna create a barrier in front of strong titans maybe pure titans may be stopped in front of the wall but i don't think so it works in case of those strong titans but also it shows the sense of painful constraint outside the wall citizens risk losing their lives in a brutal fashion losing loved ones is given Every single character has endured all of these horrors and likely others. The characters respond to their traumatic circumstances in different ways, representing the various manners in which humans react to trauma. Aaron Yeager becomes enraged. Mika Sackerman remains stoic and calm. Anxiety reels in Armin Arlet. Not every character has unique response. Others are rage-fueled or calm, but the show goes out of its way to demonstrate the variety of possible reaction. Now, in this situation, it also depicts humans as the underdog. Why I said so? Because worse stories are told by the victors, and for that reasons, it often easier to side with the more powerful faction. Attack on Titan asks viewers to do the opposite, to identify with the underdog. The Titans can be seen as foreign invaders trying to occupy a country and steal its resources. Meanwhile, humans are doing everything they can to hold off a far more powerful force. The show doesn't simply depict warfare. It also portrays the political and philosophical differences between opposing groups and discusses the futility of humans fighting against each other. Now, there are also some things I need to discuss among the regiments, the factions of military. Every military unit has a different crest, each with its own striking imagery. Their designs are emblematic 
of their pursuits. The stationary guard's quest consists of two blooming roses. These guards maintain the walls protecting humanity from the titans and roses represent all aspects of this job. According to Patrick Array, roses stand for honor, faith, balance, passion, wisdom, devotion and timelessness. Balance and wisdom relate to the wall's intended purpose, keeping the mindless, unintelligent titans about from humanity. Timelessness refers to the assumption the walls will never be breached, which of course isn't how things shake out in the series. Finally, the phrase sub rosa implies secrecy. There's a lot more to the walls than meets the eye. Now, little bit talking about the scouting regiment. This is one of my favorite regiments in the whole series. Now, the scouting regiment is tasked with the outgoing and finding titans, titans outside of the confines walls. They use a pair of black and white wings as their symbol. The wings represent the group's desire for freedom and their ability to leave the confines of the walls. However, the wings' color and schemes are important. As white is and top of the black, white is often associated with purity and goodness, while black is affiliated with evil and cruelty. The white could represent scouting legion while the black could be emblemed of the titans. The dominant white suggests humanity will win, while black can also represent wisdom, while white symbolizes innocence and naivety. Humans who are supposed far more knowledgeable than the mindless titans may be defeated after all. So, therefore, these are the reasons I say the attack on Titan is deep. There are some more reasons I'm going to discuss. And these are going to be different shades. I mean, different shades of this anime. Why this anime is literally deep? What are the different shades this anime is representing from my viewpoint? Now, you see, every anime, now every anime season there always tends to be the one that stands out for war the rest with the full force of the fan popularity in the spring of 2013 it was the dark military drama about humanity on the brink of extinction due to the threat of huge humanite horrors who mindless consume humans the last of whom are forced to live behind the massive walls as till now it is stated in the anime, I'm not going to manga, called Shingeki no Kyoji or in English Attack on Titan, name of the show, it's not hard to see why this anime has become so popular. Our own Justin Wu wrote a piece on those exact reasons. But there are bigger questions concerning this series, the most notable of which is what does it all mean? After all, such a startlingly creative and horrifying series is up to interpretation as its deepest metaphors and crucial symbolism. So here are some of my theories, my personal theories on some possible interpretations of the show as it stands. Please understand that there may be some spoilers. I mean, if you are not listening to spoilers, I am saying it again that you must not listen to this again and you should stop here right now because there are coming huge spoilers 
So starting from my first one is basically a metaphor about the other side of the wall. Now this is the most important shade of this complete series. We can all agree that for the most part history is written by the winners. Our historical perspective on war comes from whoever was deemed the victor or are at least deemed themselves to be with their influence and power. It's a lot easier to see ourselves as the triumphant army on the side of the good than the others. But who are these others in the, on the context of modern warfare? What does war looking like more than perspective as they try to fight an uphill war outmanned out of fight gunned and falling fast titans in this light can be viewed as the enemy occupation who are stronger and more well equipped than humans who consume their lives for no good reason not for hunger need for resources but for the seemingly mindless destruction of people hopeless outmatched there are 30 parties an endless array of politics and even different philosophies on war this metaphor seems the most straightforward as the entire series is about the war between humans and titans. So it's not a far leap from war between humans and monsters and between two sets of humans. Even in the story they mention how foolish humans were for fighting one another and should have realized how precious life is. So the next shade of this uh, complete anime is that hunter and prey dynamic. This theory takes a lot from the show's first opening song, Guen no Yumiya, one of my favorite openings, as I say, uh, meaning crimson bow and arrow. The song begins with the German line, Seid eher das Essen. 9. Wir sind der Jäger. This translates to, Are we the full prey? No, we are the hunter. The line reflects the dual role of the main characters in the show who are both the hunters of the titans as well as their prey. So titans are more than just the show's main antagonist. They are also the main mystery. We don't where they came from. We literally don't know where they came from. If there are more efficient ways of killing them, I mean right now, we many people who read manga may know from where they came, but people who are watching anime literally may not know from where the titans actually came from. So do they feel pain, fear, hatred, joy? Their behavior is incomprehensibly to human beings making them scarier than other humans. The show is about the role reversal or at least the attempt at it as much this can be show about survival against incomprehensible events or creatures determined not to be swallowed up by it. Pulling this idea to its extreme it could be about being swallowed by large issues of society but titans don't represent much in terms of actual issues though acting as agents of a society that ingest the weak could be one the other extreme is that the show could be making commentary on vegetarianism vegetarianism better to say uh, this is super stretching 
it and highly implausible. But hear me out. Human in this case represent animals and titans represents us. An animal, we are helpless creatures who can fight back but are more likely to be slaughtered viewing this bigger constantly seeming creatures in this case titans killing them and investigating them out at rate that isn't unnecessary for their own nutrition but just to eat titans literally eat for their nutrition it's their instinct basically now it's probably wrong but it's interesting to think about now the third and my final shade from my viewpoint there are many other shades as well but i'm like to liking more to discuss these deep shades which are more important to discuss and i think many people need to know these so the final uh, shade of this anime from my viewpoint till now is the human experience now this theory is what i like to call the evangelion theory for those of you who don't know neon genesis evangelion is one of the most well known and debated series in the anime fandom often some theories associated with the show included that the characters and their situations were representations of mental disease depression anxiety etc or about spiritual or personal issues self identity morality etc as such this type of explanation can be applied to many different series including shingeki no kyoji the connection has an extra connection to evangelion because like the walls of the city the eva pilots have a barrier called absolute terror field atf which separates them from the angels which has been which has been interpreted by many as the barriers we put up around ourselves metaphorically to keep others from both known as completely and hurting us so if we look at it from this prospect erin yeager the main character could be viewed as rage as it is only by feeling of anger and pain fuel his transformation mikasa ackerman another cadet could be viewed as stoic since she seems bewildered of or emotionally distant while armin alert would likely be anxiety this is however where the larger metaphor for the show being the human experience falls apart as there are many other characters involved in the series and not all of them can be representative of emotions mental illness human conditions etc still the idea of the wall attacking as a metaphorical barrier as well as its literal one is a plausible so therefore that's it for why i think attack on titan is literally very deep so i guess my friend kai understood it and you people as well so there i go kai that's it from me so guys now we are ending this podcast on aot hope you guys enjoyed it and please let us know how did you enjoyed this program so subscribe to our youtube channel and our and please follow our spotify profiles until then stay tuned